1: Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Zen Sports Studios. I am your host, Buck Rising. If you are new to our little family-friendly show around here, jokes on you, it's not family-friendly, but it is always presented by True Fitness in the Gulf. So they are family-friendly for the best workout for you, a new way to work out for the best version of you. Go to TrueMapFitness.com and get your first workout free. Zen Sports, download the app, plug in the promo code A-T-O-Z-T-N and get up to $1,000 on your no danger first wager. ZenSports.com for more information and the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. Wherever justice demands Amanda J. and her team have you covered, go to amandajgentry.com for more information. So uh, this report from the Athletic today. Uh, from Joe Rexroad, who is, of course, the mighty wordsmith, uh, who has been the columnist for The Athletic here locally for quite some time, and Diana Rossini, who is at the, I think this is still her first season at The Athletic, but formerly of ESPN, did some really good deep dive information on everything that went down basically over the course of a calendar year with Mike Vrabel, Amy Adams-Strunk, and as a party to that, Rand Carthon, poor communication, misinterpreted statements, and misunderstandings is the lead. All helped bring Mike Vrabel's six-year Tennessee Titans tenure to a surprising end this week. So it talks about a variety of different things. Mike Vrabel, um, you know, not getting the general manager candidate that he wanted hired. Instead, getting Rand Carthon, who again, uh, you know, talking to a lot of people around the situation, Mike had a good relationship with Rand. The rumors of a rift between the two were not accurate. Um, There is a lot of stuff in here about the problems. The rift is not between Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel. The rift is between Mike Vrabel and Amy Adams Strunk, uh, basically believing that her faith, her conviction, her standing by Mike Vrabel was not reciprocated. And, uh, you know, even getting a little, we'll call it, butthurt about Mike Vrabel's visit, uh, which he granted him permission to go on to join the New England Patriots Hall of Fame on the team's bye week and some comments that he made at halftime of that game that he was being honored at. So it's all a big convoluted mess and ultimately Mike Vrabel ends up on the outs here and there's a lot of different things to suss through. The question that I would like to ask you this evening is this. How much has your opinion changed on Mike Vrabel? This uh, says since he was hired, I uh, would like to correct it to since he was fired. So since Tuesday, how much has your opinion of Mike Vrabel changed um, since he was ultimately relieved of his position? We'll talk about it together. It's your Two Rivers Ford take. Um, Too rich for my blood, says Cosmo Kramer. I'm not sure what he's talking about there. Uh, Remy Jamin says, emotional. Who Who is emotional in this? Amy or Mike uh, or perhaps Rand? Perhaps you are uh, talking about that. Michael Piper says, power trip, power hungry for Mike Vrabel. Talking about Mike Vrabel. Alessandro says, it did change some. Edward Smith says, his opinion of Mike Vrabel has changed absolutely none. I like it. Um, Eric wants to know how I feel about it. Well, we'll get into it together. Because um, there's a lot of this stuff that I... A lot of the stuff that I didn't know until yesterday, um, prior to this report being published, I had a lot of conversations with a lot of different people around the organization about some stuff that I had been informed of. And, you know, ultimately it seems that Rex Road and Diana were speaking to either a lot of the same people or doing their due diligence on some stories that were out there. Cause, you know, we all hear things and it's incumbent upon us uh as reporters or journalists or media people to follow up on it. And Joe and Diana did a really, really good job because even if even if I had Um, written the story that Joe and Diana wrote or tried to, I don't think that I would be able to coherently string all of those different timelines of events together the way that they effectively, they so effectively did. So um, to see that this morning was, was interesting um, because one, it meant that there's a lot of people talking around the Tennessee Titans right now. And two, that there is a lot that the Titans want their side of things out there. Is how you should take a lot of this because they ended up getting dragged for basically 24 hours um after firing Mike Vrabel. And then they kind of got bailed out by Pete Carroll and Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, who, you know, nobody nationally now gives a shit about the Titans job. Now it becomes the focal point of, you know, those three other coaches who have won championships and Super Bowls. But uh with with this, obviously locally we care very much about this, and the details of it are uh are titillating, is the word. Um And so I wonder, how many. I don't know how many of you have read this report, and we're not going to read it piece by piece for you. That would take entirely too much time. But uh, Diana was on the radio show today, so you'll hear from Diana Rossini here in just a second, right after I remind you that your Two Rivers Ford take, by the way, the question is, how much has your opinion of Mike Vrabel changed in the two days since he was fired? It is your Two Rivers Ford take. It's presented by Two Rivers Ford, quality American-made Ford vehicles and award-winning customer service is what they offer you. Two Rivers has always gone above and beyond to make their customers happy. They'll put you in the driver's seat for the car buying process. No matter how you like to shop, Two Rivers Ford has you covered. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So how much has your opinion of Mike Vrabel changed in the two days since he was fired? Um, The guy was proven, says Ryan Lickfield. He made the best of what he had while he was here whoever whoever was in charge of drafting trading and free agency which i'm assuming was the gms set them back these last few seasons well so this this is not an easy because you know that has been the narrative around mike frabel but it also ignores the fact that mike had a lot of say in in the decisions that were made around the personnel this year and also their argument the tennessee titans argument is that he actually didn't make the best of what he had While he was here, Um, that an antiquated philosophy was holding them back that, you know, it was easy when Derrick Henry was the best player on your team and you had an offensive line that could absolutely mash and that becomes much more difficult when that's not the case, as we've seen over the course of these last two seasons. And they had issues with the way that he was not adjusting defensively that we've talked about a lot, whether it's, you know, the 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 operation in the secondary and, you know, the way that he is very he has a very quick trigger with pulling guys on defense if he feels like and tinkering defensively if he feels like dudes aren't getting the job done now you can say that's his right as a coach and um you know obviously uh obviously there is a lot of that that's out there but you know he he had as much control as he's ever had over personnel this year and you know it's interesting to find out that Ryan Cowden the former interim GM ran the draft board for Mike Vrabel and ran Carthon what has taken even more of a backseat in all of this than any of us realized. And now all eyes are on Rand, right? So uh, how much has your opinion changed? Matt Rapp says it's clear. Amy let emotion get to her in a lot of this, but the loss to to the Houston Oilers in uh, the loss to Houston in our Oilers uniforms embarrassed her and her family legacy and she took it out on him. Well, listen, Matt, if to read the story. Okay. So here's the thing. The Titans, I'm going to take it in a couple of different bullet points. Titans wanted to make this season about evolving and modernizing their process behind the scenes. This is courtesy of Diana Rossini. Well, in fact, rather than read this piece by piece for you, you can read it on TheAthletic.com because I think it's really worth your time. I'll let you instead hear from Diana Rossini on the rift that started not between Mike Vrabel and Rand Carthon, but that started with Mike Vrabel and Amy Adams-Strunk. Are you surprised that she took the Patriots comments the comments that he made in New England as much to heart as she seems to have
2: I don't I don't. I think obviously anytime you have a an emotional connection to something and have achieved uh as much as Mike Rabel has and I think he perhaps may have been caught up in that moment of of being inducted I know that was something that was really important to him to be part of that ring of honor um, something that I think he he wanted to, to happen. And from what I understand, the organization was really excited for him and supported that um, decision for him to take the bye week and go up there uh, to be a guest of Robert Kraft and, and obviously all the ceremonial um, events that we saw, um, not just on Sunday but on Saturday when he actually was inducted. Um, but I, I do think that there, are, there were some things said and some visuals that you saw saw on television that you can understand from the ownership perspective of why that could rub them the wrong way, knowing that this is uh, an opponent and, and he is now a head coach somewhere else. And to hear, you know, when you go back and look at the quote that he said to the crowd that day of you don't realize how good you have it here, you immediately think, well, what's so good there that we don't have, or what is it about what you're doing in Nashville that you don't like so much that you felt the need to rise up or at least highlight what, what it was in new England. Um, so some of that, I, I actually understood um, some of that. And, and, and look, there's been people um, that have asked me about it and said, you know, that comes off petty. It comes off sensitive. Um, you know, what did she expect him to do? Um, I had someone else asked, why didn't she attend it um, to, to show, to show her support for him getting the induction. Um, so Look, it, it sounds to me, after having a lot of conversations with so many different people in the organization, that there was a lot of emotion between Mike Vrabel and ownership. And
1: so that is uh, Diana Rossini. You can check out the full interview on 104.5 The Zone's YouTube channel. Uh, we covered a lot of ground. We went through this entire article and. We went point, point counterpoint on stuff that I'm hearing, stuff that she's hearing, and how that all aligns, including the idea that maybe Mike Vrabel doesn't coach next year. And you'll have to listen to that full interview to exam- to understand exactly uh, what I'm talking about for that. So go check it out on the podcast of the radio show. It's you know very uh, self-involved title. The radio show is called The Buck Rising Show. You can go check that out wherever you get your podcasts or the full interview available on YouTube on 104.5 The Zones page. All right. So um, before we dive into some of what you said there, A to Z Sports Prime Time is made possible by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. TrueMathFitness.com, a new way to work out for the best version of you. TrueMath always puts you in position to succeed with their awesome coaching staff, with their great facility conveniently located in downtown Nashville in the Gulch. Your first workout is free as a Middle Tennessee resident where no workout is ever recycled or repeated. Go check out one of their group fitness classes. They're awesome. They're convenient. They're efficient. And they will push you as you push yourself to get in better shape this year. Take advantage of everything that they have to offer at TrueMathFitness.com. So there's a lot of stuff in there. Um, Mike Vrabel wanted roster control. Mike Vrabel didn't get roster control. Mike Vrabel wanted his job his guy as the gm hire in ryan cowden the titans organization was not going to hire ryan cowden who was john robinson's number two and would basically they felt in essence give ryan give mike vrabel roster control through ryan cowden so they created this arranged marriage between rand carthon and mike vrabel and they tried to make it work um It sounds like, Mike, you know, the word that I used when I wrote this up, and you can read more about that tomorrow morning at a-to-zsports.com, Mike Vrabel is a very domineering personality, very aggressive, right? Very upfront. A lot of times it can be received as arrogance, right? That I know more than you because I'm Mike Vrabel. And by the way, Mike Vrabel probably does know more. Than you about, I mean, it certainly knows more than you, me, and everybody in between about the strategy of football. What Mike Vrabel is not an expert in is scouting. And that is the place where this kind of falls apart because not that Mike's, you know, Mike is confident in everything that he does, including player evaluation. But that's not a strength based on how these things have played out, including him being involved in a lot of these roster decisions that John Robinson is, is faulted for. Now, he did not have the level of control that he does or that he did under the previous construct, and it's my understanding that Rand Carthon basically played nice all year and found ways to kind of keep Vrabel happy and keep Vrabel engaged um, without you know rocking the boat too much. That dude dude basically put his head down throughout the course of the season, went about his job, and tried to stay out of the headlines and did so successfully until they trotted him out there uh, to face the music that Amy Adams Strunk should have faced when she fired her coach. Um, But this uh, this is a really, really interesting dynamic because apparently there's a lot of things that Amy took personally, that Mike took personally and that basically they acted like high school children and didn't settle it amongst themselves. Now, whether Mike Rabel wanted to, whether Amy wanted to, at that point, only they can answer that question. Uh, But The Athletic does a really good job detailing the timeline from start to finish on this. Ben Hall says, are you saying Rand cowered away? I'm not saying that. I don't know what, you know, what I know is that Rand Carthon did his job as he saw his job outlined which was to help Mike Vrabel to put together a team that Mike Vrabel wanted to coach and to work with Mike Vrabel on every level of the football roster personnel stuff to try and put this thing together in the best way possible. And ultimately, there were moments when Vrabel would overrun Rand, right? Now, whether he cowered or I I don't know, I wasn't in the room. I can't give you specific details, otherwise this would be a much... uh, a much more, there's a difference between cowering and diplomacy. And Rand is sold to us, right? As diplomat, as relationship guy, collaborator in chief. Yeah. And that's why he's still here and Mike's not. There has to be something or someone to check Mike rabel And there was not in ways that they, well, until Amy Adam Strunk said, with the ultimate check, no, 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 we're not doing this anymore. done here. Um, I think that there is a lot of this stuff. I think that there is a lot of this stuff that's complicated. Um, And I think that honestly, you have to, you can't judge Rand Carthon prematurely, but there is so little that he seems to have outright controlled himself this year that it is fair to wonder how much they are going to empower this man given the role that they initially put him in. Um, Girth Brooks, which is an interesting name, says, I'm telling you, Bucket, it, it is a setup. It has been in play for a while. Think about it. Well, no. I, I mean, I asked Rand Carth on this question at the press conference. How long did you have an idea that Mike Grable might be fired? And basically he said, yeah, I see the media reports just as soon as you guys put them out there and other people report on our situation and you have to be you can't be ignorant of this stuff and it's my understanding that for example they've been researching Ben Johnson for weeks before they fired Mike Frable as a as a front office right in preparation um in preparation of what this mb says of course the media is going to be laughing we threw out a quality head coach and right now he hasn't been been replaced until they know the replacement they'll continue laughing well that's the other thing the titans have nobody to blame for themselves by the fact that um by the fact that firing Mike Vrabel has made them look like fools for letting go of the football war hero, right? Mike Vrabel is not as heroic as he is being portrayed. Mike Vrabel is not faultless in all of this. Mike Vrabel shot his shot, and Amy had a Amy had a better shot. Amy, <laughs> Mike went in there, and I, I again, I'm stealing from my own article that you can read tomorrow morning at AZSports.com, but Mike famously is down to, down to fight, right? That's the whole ethos of Mike Vrabel, that he's going to gut it out, that he's going to be prepared for a brawl and all this different stuff. And we're going to outlast you and out tough you and all these things. Mike Vrabel went into a, a, a fight with his boss carrying only a knife and forgot that the billionaire has a damn machine gun at her disposal, ready to light his ass up. If he, if he gets too far out of step, Mike Vrabel is not wrong for wanting more control over your situation. Um, I I completely understand that. We have talked about this. Anybody, anywhere, all of you would want more control over your personal employment situation if you felt like it gave yourself the best opportunity to succeed. Um, Now, Aubrey Calvin makes a a, a statement here about Rand allowed Mike to hang himself. Now that is also something that I have uh that is also something that I have heard. I do not know enough about Rand Carthon and the way that he operates. I don't think anybody does to be able to to, to give credibility to that kind of an allegation. But that has been that is a feeling that has been expressed to me by multiple people within the organization. Um that Rand basically, you know placated Mike, not as a means to just placate Mike, but said, you know, okay, go ahead and make these mistakes and we'll see what this looks like on the other side. And that's how I'll go about getting my guy. Not, you know, outward, not a power struggle outright, but politicking as opposed to diplomacy. Now I have no reason to believe that Rand Carthon did anything nefarious in this other than a few statements from a handful of people. I don't, I, I don't think that's a fair judgment. I think there's a lot of stuff. Um, I think that there's a lot of stuff that need you need to have more fact-based evidence before you lob an allegation like that. You can feel that way. That can be your vibe. That can be your opinion. Um, I'm just saying that it's not something that's been credibly reported on other than you know everybody that I talk to. Everybody that I talked to says they got along because Rand made it work, right? Rand found ways to make it work. However, whatever the narrative is that's going to be painted about Rand Carthon as a result of this, you know, that's incumbent upon him to control. Um, But right now, it is a pretty, uh, it's a pretty, it's what the organization is presenting is that Mike Vrabel caused problems that turned this into an irreconcilable differences type of situation. And what becomes of Mike Vrabel next is what we're going to talk about. A to Z sports primetime is, well, the question that I want to ask you is where is the most likely landing spot for Mike Vrabel in 2024? We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. Wherever justice demands, Amanda J. and her team are there to put you in position to succeed, to protect your constitutional rights, to provide you justice wherever justice demands. That is words. Those are words that they live by, particularly if you are, if you feel that the right to be a father to your child is being threatened. Amanda is very, very passionate about paternal rights specifically, but whether your constitutional rights are being violated as a parent or otherwise, amandajgentry.com will fight for you. Um, so where is the most likely landing spot for Mike Vrabel next season? Stephen King says Mike Vrabel in Tuscaloosa. I think I, I don't think that Mike Vrabel has any interest in coaching college football, but I could be wrong. This is a stressful enough job as it is. And college is running out the, is running the best coaches away. Truly Lucas 615 on YouTube says the chargers, uh, girth, (laughs) girth Brooks back in the comments, Patriots, Patriots, Patriots. The road is being paved. Well, I don't think it's as clear-cut. Now, he ultimately might end up being the coach of the Patriots, but that's not as clear-cut as I think a lot of people would like to make it based on the reporting of uh, Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network.
3: Well, here's where it stands with Gerard Mayo. My understanding is he is considered to be a strong candidate to replace Bill Belichick as the next Patriots coach. And if that is the choice, which has not been fully decided as of now, but if that is the choice... From what I'm told by a variety of sources, the Patriots would not have to go through a lengthy process, would not have to fulfill the Rooney rule, would not have to do the other DEI obligations of every other team. The reason why is because they established Gerard Mayo as the successor to Bill Belichick. They did this contractually with his current contract. They made it clear before the season and they communicated this to the league. In in that case, similar to what the Baltimore Ravens did with general manager Eric DaCosta, similar to what the Colts did with Jim Caldwell, similar to what the Seahawks did with Jim Mora. In that circumstance, the Patriots could simply hire Gerard Mayo and make him the next coach. Certainly this could be sooner rather than later, Andrew.
1: So that is uh, Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network uh, providing context on Gerard Mayo, who's an in-house candidate. Now, that's not cut and dried. That uh Gerard Mayo is gonna be the next coach of the Patriots, but it is not as it's not as simple as Mike Vrabel's just gonna walk into New England and become the next coach of the New England Patriots. He's he's going to have to interview for that job. I'm sure he will. I don't know at what point that's gonna happen. Um, let's see. Uh man, I wish I was Vrabel. I'd spend a year getting paid to fish, says Cosmo. Well, I don't know that Mike fishes, I know he golfs. Um, Quentin Johnson says Vrabel's going to Atlanta with his son. Is Tyler Tyler's not on the active roster, is he? And it's, you know, nothing against Tyler, but that's Mike Vrabel's not going to take a job because his kid's a practice squad player uh in Atlanta. Um, let me double check, but I'm I'm almost certain that uh Tyler Vrabel is not on the active roster, on the uh active 53 man roster in Atlanta this season. I can pull that up for you. God, it is wild how much they look alike. <laughs> it's Mike Vrabel in an offensive lineman's body. Um anyway. Uh, why do we care? Why we care about where, where Vrabel goes, I'm confused. Well, so there's there's a couple of different reasons why it would be interesting. One, based on who you play next year, wouldn't that? I mean, that's a compelling storyline to talk about. You already have your home and road opponents, so wherever he lands, you're going to know if he's on your schedule or not. Uh, two, there are jobs that may come open depending on how the playoffs go. Like, we, we've talked a lot about Mike McCarthy. Um, Jerry Jones has talked about a lot about Mike McCarthy not necessarily being uh not necessarily being safe, uh, depending on how the playoffs uh go come about. Dallas is a very, very interesting situation to watch. Uh, and then on top of it, your organization cares. Now, maybe you as a fan base don't care about this, but organizationally, where money is tight because they're got this stadium uh expenditure, they're gonna ha- they're already paying out John Robinson's contract. And now they're going to have to pay out a ton of money on Mike Vrabel's contract. If he gets another job, his contract dollars are offset, uh, which would be huge for the Tennessee Titans as an organization because they have a ton of money left on Mike's contract on the books, which means, you know, they took this decision seriously when they canned him in a two-minute meeting on Tuesday. Uh, Ben Hall says, Buck, if you've heard Rand let Vrabel hang himself, can you please expound on that? Because it seems pretty clear to most normal folks, that's what he did. I don't know how that could seem clear to most normal folks when the only information that you've had uh, about Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel in a, a little closer look at how their relationship evolved came out today on The Athletic. So I don't know how you could clearly draw that conclusion based on, on that reporting. All that says is that, you know, Mike and Rand were put in a situation where they had to collaborate, and Mike is not very collaborative under this kind of circumstance. In fact, it sounds like Mike Vrabel took advantage of opportunities that were there. Now, whether Rand let him or not, I don't know. There's a lot of people that have tried to check Mike Vrabel over the years. He's not necessarily, he's not, he's not somebody that you can micromanage, right? Especially if he thinks that he's been put in a position, he's been empowered, right? If they're collaborating, well, okay, here I am to collaborate. Here's my choice. Now collaborate with me, Rand. Uh, That is, uh, that's a pretty... That's a pretty interesting thing. Mike. Uh, Michael M says Jerry Jones ain't hiring Vrabel. I, pff, Jerry Jones would hire Mike Vrabel in an instant. In an instant. What do you mean? J- Vrabel is everything that Jerry Jones projects to want as a football coach. Absolutely. If you want a cosplay tough guy type of uh, franchise to be the Dallas Cowboys leader of men, he wore the cowboy hat. Michael, the, uh, the other thing might be uh, in consideration where Vrabel doesn't want to work for Jerry. Because if you want to be, if you don't like being micromanaged and you don't like a lot of stuff, a lot of circus around you, then the Dallas Cowboys are not your spot, but Jerry Jones got a lot of money. He can, he can make Vrabel a very, very lucrative financial offer. There's all kinds of endorsement things. There's a lot that can come with being the Dallas Cowboys head coach. And Mike McCarthy is that for the time being, but we will see how things play out. I just think it's worth keeping an eye on. Ah, uh, Quentin Johnson says, "Buck, how do you think Ran did this year as a first-time GM?" I don't think you can evaluate him. I don't think you can evaluate him in year one. There's too many. There's too many missing pieces. There's too much hands off. Uh, there's too much Mike running rough shot over everything. Uh, I don't think that you can't. Well, how how would I evaluate him? He was asked a question about whether he thought they failed or not. He said they didn't fail. I am here to tell you that at six and le- six and eleven with a coach fired that you were brought in to collaborate with. You failed. Um, I think you know. I don't know how. I don't know how much he would agree with that assessment. It's clear that he doesn't think that they failed. But uh, no, I year one is a failure based on how this went, right? Um, but I don't think that you can really evaluate Rand Carthon um, based on how little or how mu- basically how how much happened around him that ran was not dictating necessarily Ryan Cowden ran the draft board in 2020, uh, in, in this past draft in 2023. So that's not even something that you can totally attribute to, to Rand Carthon. Now you can stay, he can, he's, he's, uh, regarded well as a scout. Um, again, he has great relationships with free agents and things like that with coaches across the league. He's a very relationship driven individual, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know how. Um, I don't know how you can make a fair evaluation of him other than that. That they collectively failed. Uh, Joshua Mullins says, "What do you think it says about this regime that they're not considering Harbaugh or Belichick?" I think it's obvious they don't want somebody that they can't control. Those two are very much going to be in control of whatever their next uh, situations. Uh, their next situations were, and I think that. Uh, I think that, uh, when you look at all this, um, the last thing that they want to do is give, give a power, a power coach, fire a power, a power driven coach to bring on another power driven coach, right? That's, that's Harbaugh. That's Belichick. They've earned it by the way. Those two, whether Mike Vrabel fits that category or not Harbaugh is a, as a champion. He's been, he's been two Super Bowls. uh, Actually, he's been to one Super Bowl. He lost it to his brother. And of course, Bill Belichick is the greatest coach in the history of the NFL. And Vrabel doesn't have either of their resumes, frankly. But I do think that, uh I do think that it's, you know, it says that those are not going to be very collaborative types and that they're looking for somebody who's going to be a bit more compliant, uh, shall we say. Now, whether that makes them right, wrong, or indifferent, that's where it's at. So uh, let's wrap things up with a weekend bounce back. A to Z sports primetime is presented by Zen sports. Download the app, plug in the promo code A-T-O-Z-T-N and get up to $1,000 on your no danger. First wager Zen sports has all your favorite sports to wager on, whether it's basketball, hockey, uh, the NFL playoffs in full swing, starting on Saturday, ZenSports.com for more information. Terms and conditions do apply. Gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. Must be 21 or up in Tennessee to bet. So, um, wrapping things up, who needs to bounce back most in sports this week? We'll talk about it together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. Uh, who needs to bounce back the most in sports? Who needs a bounce back? And, you know, she got a little bit of a, a bounce back today with the way that the organization came off more favorably um, in that athletic piece and made Vrabel look uh, less favorable, I would say. I think it's uh, I think it's pretty obvious that the Tennessee Titans organizationally, Amy Adams Strunk, Rand Carthon, all of them, they need a bounce back because optically they've gotten their asses kicked this week and they may be right in their decision making, but they've been made to look like fools for the better part of a 48-hour news cycle. And like I said, uh Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, and Pete Carroll happening took the national spotlight off them. Now it's just us local vultures that are gonna pick at the carcass of whatever this thing is. So yes, the new the Tennessee Titans uh could use a bit of a bounce back.
0: No, um I think well to your point, because I, I know where we want to go with this, um I was out front from the moment I got hired through the spring, um, you know, throughout that whole process, and I just felt like whether right or wrong, you know, and it's something for me to learn from as we move forward. Um, I just felt like the the fall should have been about, you know, the players and the coaches. Now, in terms of when it came to the the KB trade and why I was not out front on that, you know, um, Mike's had a relationship, you know, with Kevin over the last, you know, six years or whatever uh, it's been. um, And we felt like it was best for him, you know, to uh, to go out front and handle that. I mean, you had a few press comments. What's out front? when you when you say i had a few press conferences are we talking in the spring or the fall spring and yeah, yeah. no i well i was out front in the spring because that's you know that's roster acquisition time um i don't particularly remember doing a press conference in the, um in the fall um but uh, maybe i did one or it's two edu- yeah i mean you know again paul this is uh you know my first year on the job and i've had you know thoughts and processes that i thought would work best you know, moving forward. And I'm not here to say, again, like I said, it may not be right or wrong. And it's something that I need to evaluate, you know, moving forward and do a better job of connecting, of connecting with the fan base.
1: <laughs> uh Anthony M says, Rand seems like a politician type. He very much is. He very much is. Uh That is, he is again, whether it's politics, whether it's diplomacy, whether you conflate those two things, um, Ran is there to smooth it over, right? And, uh, you know, it's going to be a, a much more difficult job uh, than even the job that he's just spent a year trying to smooth over. Anyway, it's going to do it for us tonight. It's going to do it for us this week on the primetime show. Uh, there's obviously still going to be a lot of news. Now, listen, we're not done, obviously, content-wise uh, this week. There'll be a, a piece up at a to tomorrow morning I'm going to provide you guys a little more insight on kind of advancing the story of what Diana and Joe put out there on The Athletic today. You can check that out on the website. You can go and uh, listen to the 615 Sessions podcast. Joe Rex wrote, so Diana Rossini was on the radio show today. Go check out that interview. Joe Rex wrote, who also wrote the other half of that athletic piece on Mike Vrabel, Rand Carthon, and Amy Adams Strunk, uh, will be tomorrow's guest co-host on the 615 Sessions podcast and we will, uh, we will look forward to that at 3.30 is when we're going to live stream that on these very same channels. Radio show tomorrow from 10 to 1. Uh, Coach Dave McGinnis is going to be on. We are also going to talk to a former member of Nick Saban's recruiting staff. Uh, he's worked for Alabama. He's worked for Michigan. Uh, the name is escaping me right now. Lucas booked him, but I have looked at his resume, and this man is very, very impressive. His insights and information Uh, are going to be something that you want to listen to based on the narrative out there of Nick Saban kind of being run out of the sport with the way that the sport has changed. Um, So look forward to that from 10 to 1 tomorrow. And also, the new episode of The Install is out. If you're interested in what the Titans' philosophical approach needs to be, what the vision needs to be, and Rand Carthon wasn't going to provide to you that vision, well, then you can listen to Greg Cosell articulate exactly what that vision needs to be uh, on the latest episode of the install on uh, 104.5 The Zone's YouTube page and on or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, many of you are begging for an encore. Come on, Buck! Don't leave us, Bucky. Uh, encore. Ten minutes. Uh, Ten more minutes. Random topic. Uh, listen, <laughs> I love you guys. You you could not possibly want any more of me than is already available to you. I've just listed four different shows to you that I'm responsible for hosting, how you all could possibly want to listen to me talk for any longer. Bless you for it because it pays my mortgage. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for being interested in whatever the hell it is that we're talking about on all four of these shows. But damn it, I've had a long week. I want a glass of wine and that's exactly what I'm going to do. So no, you don't get no damn encore. You get a podcast and three hours worth of radio tomorrow whatever the hell I wrote for you at a but you'll have to check it out uh, tomorrow when it drops. Uh, thank you guys for another fun week. It's been a crazy week. It's going to keep getting crazy. Don't go anywhere. But we'll talk to you uh, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. on 104.5 The Zone.
3: This is our Colts. This is our team. We bleed blue. This is our Colts, whether win or lose, we love them. For the shoe, beat the Titans. Let the world hear us now. This is our team, go
2: Colts!